0: How are you doing, sir?
1: Life is good.
0: <laughs> when you're Ken Clinton of Intrepid Power Boats on November 8th, 2021, life is very good.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Just got back to the boat show and we did very well.
0: That was obviously one of the first things I wanted to talk about, of course. Uh, first and foremost, pleasure to pleasure to hear your voice, pleasure to speak with you. Obviously, we're trading emails all the time, which I do appreciate. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busier than ever in all good ways. I mean, not only the boat show in Fort Lauderdale, again, we'll jump into that in a second, but then also, of course, the amazing (laughs) recent occurrence with respect to elevating and taking Intrepid to the next level with the deal with Marine Max, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. No, it was something that, you know, had been in the works for a while and it just seemed like all the stars lined up for where it made sense for, for us to do this. You know, they came to us and they basically said, look, we don't want to change anything that you do. If anything, w- you know, we just want to some, provide you with some capital to be able to take it to the next level. And we don't want to change you. And, and we want a company that we don't have to fix because we're not boat builders and we couldn't fix you even if we wanted to, you know, we, we just want somebody that already knows what they're doing and can, you know, just use it, a capital injection. And, you know, that they seem like really nice guys, really down to earth, straight shooters. And, uh, you know, met with Brett McGill, Bill McGill, uh, Mike McLam, Chuck Cashman, all the guys from Remax. And, and, you know, they couldn't say enough about the brand. And uh, the more I get to know them, I feel uh, it's mutual.
0: Congratulations. And another of the many, but uh, quite a, Testament and compliment to what it is that you have done for years, day in and day out, with that furious passion that uh, and love for what you do, and doing it and always pushing yourself to do it better and better. So I really don't think that that there is a higher test again to use the word again testament and compliment to what you do. And uh, so again, congrats, man. That's that's amazing.
1: Thanks, man. You know, and I gotta tell you that you're only as good as the people that you're around. Yep. I'm surrounded by the best team in the industry. And, you know, they, they make me look good for sure.
0: <laughs> well, as do and of course, the Intrepid Nation without the Intrepid Nation and their consistent input and feedback and dedication to the brand and giving you those amazing ideas that then lend to the creation of each and every new amazing Intrepid model. So it, really, its uh, it's the whole package
1: preach,
0: Judd. <laughs> I know, you know, I'd be, I'd be uh, preaching even more if my Intrepid Nation flag was flying high here. But like I said, I gave it to, uh, I gave it to a friend of a friend who turned out to be uh, just this diehard uh, Intrepid Power Boats fan. And so, the giving this person the uh, that magnificent and so thrilled and humbled and honored that you love that cover issue I think it's just absolutely beautiful so kudos on the image that you chose but uh, just a work of art and then with that flag, <laughs> that flag meant the world to him so thank you for that but I do want a replacement
1: <laughs> understood understood I got you John
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you now let's talk about what I'm imagining is one of the most exciting uh, boat shows of the boat shows you do every year, which are, as we've discussed, just absolutely tantamount to a certain extent with respect to how you utilize them to engage with current and potential new intrepid customers. This boat show, of course, and for the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show, was that much more significant for the obvious coming out of covid and the um the diehard period of the pandemic so i mean what was it like in general really quick and then i mean the excitement the feeling but then also for obviously the most importantly intrepid powerboats what what was this one like versus any other show in the past
1: well i think the b- biggest thing for us because we don't have a dealership network it's the only chance you really get to go see all our models in one place so it's important for us to show up and bring everything to that show and look, it cost me over $300,000 just to be there. You yeah, that's so it, crazy. It's a big investment. So, yeah. you know, to be able to go there, have all the models, you know, and be able to meet with everybody. For me, it's just a, a goldmine of data for me to come up with the next new designs that I'm going to do with my team. And, and uh, the intrepidation always shows up and doesn't disappoint. You know, the other hard thing for us is, you know, we went in with a $110 million backlog, and, <laughs> you know, that's, that's hard, you know, and then when you go to sell boats, but you know, then we left with $122 million backlog. So, wow.
0: um,
1: amazing show, amazing people.
0: Absolutely incredible. And so you said you went in with 110, you left with a hundred and what? 22, 122 RIC right, to 12. How does that compare to, uh, previous shows with respect to what you've done at a show? That's
1: actually about average. You know, I, I expect it to be less just because of the backlog. You know, normally our backlog um, is, is not as high as $110 million going into a show. And, you know, sometimes that's a turnoff for people having to wait a year and a half for a vote. But, you know, and, and I guess for us, we're blessed enough to have people that understand that it's worth the wait.
0: Well, right. Exactly. It's an intrepid. And it's bespoke and there's nothing else like it on the planet. So yes, it's worth the wait. And then also right now that's uh, indicative of the yacht boat industry right now is that no other period in time for any, let's just say yacht on the market, have there been nine to 10 qualified buyers ready to pull the trigger and the inventory is low. It's almost like a, a luxury real estate situation to a certain extent. And so I think that that probably, or I would imagine that's permeating with respect to people just knowing that, that there's a weight right now. And if you want the best, there's perhaps even a little bit more of a weight, Intrepid being the best, sure it's gonna, it's going to take a few extra minutes, but with the, in the grand scheme of things, that uh, it's not that big of a deal and it's well worth it. And just curious now, with respect to um with respect to the, the backlog in terms you've now qualified it in terms of monetary terms what does that mean in months for someone that you know let's say i'm buying my first intrepid or my fifth intrepid like many people in the intrepid nation what's the time frame on that
1: it really depends on the model because we run different models on different lines. So I think if it's a smaller to mid-sized boat, it's probably 14 months. Uh, if it's a larger boat, it's closer to two years. So that's really the span uh, in between the smallest and the largest models as far as weight is concerned.
0: Okay. And what else with respect to this Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show, what was the atmosphere like versus uh, previous shows? Just again, in that it was this, you know, this huge show significantly uh, you know after the um the dire periods of the pandemic
1: well i think you know for us there was a couple different things one it was the debut of the 427 at its first boat show which hadn't happened yet so that was a big deal for us with it being a new model right and then the other you know big talk of the town was you know the the acquisition of with in partnership with marine max you know and being able to you know there was lots of congratulatory uh people that were coming up to me but there was also some concern you know and what i had to explain is you know they're not going to change us they're not going to involve themselves in our business and you're not going to be able to buy intrepids at marine max dealerships and you know the sales model stays the same because you know though we talk about the backlog being out as far as it is that also protects the resale value on the used market you know if if mr john smith has a boat that um he's going to put up on the market an intrepid i should say and there's uh, in a year and a half way, he's going to get top dollar for a boat that he can get now. So mm-hmm. when he does sell that, he's not going to go to any other brand. He's going to come back to us. And you know, 65% of my production schedule is repeat buyers. So making sure that we protect the resale for everybody in the Intrepid Nation is key. And that backlog really does it. So right. you know, the, the boat show is great. The boat show is fantastic. The people are spending money. I think you know, the, the thing that people are starting to get used to, which is a shame because it's, it seems to be with everything, but, you know, there's a wait for everything. The, yeah. You know, when you start talking about supply chain issues and, and what it's like uh, to go buy a car even right now, it, it is tough. You know, there's just not a lot of product out there. So I think even though we had huge pushback in the show last year, even, you know, from people having to wait. People are starting to grow accustomed to it because, you know, even though they get frustrated in the beginning, you know, you, you start explaining it and they go, I know, I know. It's the same thing with cars and houses and everything else. And and they it's a little easier for them to digest.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so with respect to this show, and so I just realized we haven't we haven't been able to have a conversation since July 30th. And just like that, in the blink of an eye, four, um, three, four months go by. What new inspirations have you, Ken, gotten from the Intrepid Nation, or perhaps elsewhere, but it tends to come from the Intrepid Nation, that have thus lent to you now working on the next one or two or three exciting models?
1: Sure. I think that the one that's the most pressing right now that I'm in the middle of is the new 427 is an FE, which is a front entry to the console. And we have been inspired to do a second row of seating behind the helm and the other way to get that room in the aft cockpit is to reconfigure that boat so basically what i'm doing is i'm taking the very large front sun lounge that's separated from the console in the front of that boat and i'm removing it and i'm shifting the console forward and doing a side entry console and then that gives me enough room in the aft cockpit to do two rows so Right now, I have a 427 FE. I'm working on a 427 SE to give the Intrepid Nation that second row of Helm seating. And then after that, I'm working on a larger center console um, above 47 feet.
0: And then when and with those new creations, those amazing creations, those still those still get into the the backlog i imagine and question for you with respect to and this there it's uh, within the same realm with respect to the marine max and you know you touched upon one of the most beneficial elements was an infusion of capital so to speak and so is that going to allow are you going to utilize that if you don't mind me asking to be able to expand your uh, ability to basically develop more or faster or and that's with the backlog decrease
1: yeah i think not so much i'm not looking to build more product i think if anything i'm looking to innovate more and you know and part of the innovation process is to be able to cut five access tooling and when i can handle a lot of that in-house some of the smaller stuff but the larger stuff i have to go out to outside companies And they're booked, you know, and they're Mm. booked out far, which really slows down our growth of innovation, which is what we're known for. So what I'm looking to do is take an injection of capital, buy some land next door to me, build a big building, buy our own five access, a large five access, something that I can cut up to 50 foot or even more size halls uh, from a a tooling uh, process and be able to innovate at our own speed versus being dictated by outside companies and i because i kind of feel like i'm being hindered right now with our creative process and and uh that's that just doesn't work for me so having that injection of capital is going to allow us to buy some land big build a big building uh, get a big five axis machine and all those things are millions and millions of dollars and and uh, having that injection is really going to help us do that
0: right very uh thank you for answering that so well that was the question i was trying to ask but did not so thank you for finding thank you for finding my question in what i I said i
1: speak (laughs) judd
0: thank thank you very much and that's really (laughs) exciting i mean that's something that you've never you've never been able to even contemplate right no,
1: I, it, it's funny. I've been here 31 years.
0: 31 and, years. What a ride. Yeah.
1: And I, and I've been through four or five of these transitions now throughout those years. And I have yet to have a single, uh, group ownership group come in and give me a single dollar to, to, you know, make the place any better. Everything that I've done has been uh self-generated CapEx dollars. Yeah. So this is the very first time, uh, that somebody came in and said, you know, not only do we, you know, want to become partners with you, but you know, we actually want to help you, uh, with capital so you can take it to the next level. So I'm not doing it, uh, on my own this time.
0: Right. 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 And, you know, it, and you mentioned this, uh, near the beginning of our conversation, you paid a very high compliment to Marine Max and those individuals that you touched upon and anything that I've seen them do over the past six to eight months, year, give or take, uh, it always seems to be really smart and they seem to have done some really great things. And then when I, over the past, again, six, eight, 12 months, and then when I saw your name, uh, Across uh, across my bow, and with Marine Max, it really didn't surprise me because of the moves they've made. And it just uh, the only I was wondering if I when I did send you the email saying congratulations, if it was going to bounce back and say Ken is now down in the Caribbean and won't be back ever. But uh, <laughs> no way,
1: man! I, I love it here, and I'll tell you, I that, know you do. You know, meeting all the the team from Marine Max and getting to know them really, really not only nice people, good people, but smart people, like you said. and you know they're a publicly traded company. So it's really easy to see uh, if their decision making is good or not. I, mean, yeah. I, I think this past year they've made over two billion dollars as a public company. So it, that's not something that comes easy.
0: No, not at all. And going back to, because it's always or often, for the most part, it's a great story. You said the inspiration for the new FE front entry that you're doing. Where did that inspiration come from uh, within? I'm guessing the Intrepid Nation.
1: Yeah, that was actually from an individual at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show last year for the FE. I mean, the FE was something that you know we spoke about on the on the floor of the boat show, and by the following boat show, I had it debuted. and And the SE is basically a. a not just a single individual, but a group of people, you know, making the same request. Is there any way to get two rows of helm seating, you know, and, and I just sat there and stared at the boat for, you know, most of the show in between talking to people, trying to figure out how I was going to do it. And then it kind of came clear when I realized that if I got rid of that forward lounger and shifted everything forward and made a side entry, um, I could, I could make the math and the geometry work.
0: That's isn't it incredible when you've created something such as each and every one of your incredible uh, intrepid creations, but then you just sit there and you stare at it a little longer. And if someone hadn't said just maybe, you know, one or two words, you may have never seen it, but then all of a sudden it becomes clear.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, and that's, like I said before, that's the best part of a boat show. That's where I really mine for data and, and you know, be able to take that, that input, that, you know the conversations with all the different customers and what's important to them and what's not important and you know what they like to see in the future, you know then it's up to us to figure out how to do it and you know I, I grab the ideas and I come back here and I sit with my team and I tell them what I'm thinking and they come back with what they're thinking and you know together we make the right decisions to uh, create the next model.
0: right you're artists, you're some of the greatest artists on the planet. And with respect to, Ken, the, so the 65% that is approximately from the Intrepid Nation in the backlog. So the other 35% is that, um, are you seeing that now with respect to how amazing your industry is doing? Are you seeing a lot of first-time buyers are you seeing a lot of referrals how how the dynamics of that change just with the industry again the industry being as hot not to use that cliche term but as hot as it is right now as strong as it is
1: yeah i think a lot of it's referrals i think for for us you know it takes john smith taking his buddy out on his intrepid you know and getting a an, an experience unlike what he has on his on his own particular model boat. you know i i think i Heard that story more than ever any other story. You know, I was I own a boat and it's brand X and and I loved it until I went on an Intrepid. You know, and then I went on your boat because my buddy had one, and now I gotta have one, you know, and that's that seemed to be the real theme of the last show for sure.
0: And what is the next show coming up for you?
1: Miami. So Miami will be in February. That's the other big one. And for us, it's a, it's a really cool show because it's going back to the convention center on south beach you know back in 2015 the convention center decided they were no longer going to hold boat shows there anymore and we had to go out to virginia key which was you know different it was nice because it was on the water but logistically it was really hard to get in and out of that show and we had some pushback on it that was the one up by
0: fountain blue up in that area right
1: Correct. And yeah, you know, what happened was when when they removed us from the convention center, they said that they just I mean, I'll I'll never forget we were having a meeting and the the residents of South Beach said, Look, we don't we don't want you guys in our convention center anymore because you know the traffic and everything else and and, and our hotels are full regardless of if you guys are down here because we were trying to show the economic impact of the show. Right. So when we moved and you know, a few years goes by and all of a sudden there's a pandemic. (laughs) <laughs> and and then they had a, i think they had a change of, of heart because i think that you know the the hotels may not have been as full as they used to be yep. and uh you know and honestly we loved it at the convention center it was it was great being inside it's air conditioned you don't have to worry about weather conditions uh it's south beach is beautiful the beaches the hotels i love I mean, so. it yeah. run yep yeah it's a home run all the way around for everybody so we're real excited for them to invite us back and uh we're gonna we're gonna go in there
0: guns blazing. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't realize that. And that convention center is uh, it's an amazing convention center, and the location there is so just South Beach, Miami Beach, rock and roll. That other location, I I attended the show there, but when you're down in the convention center, you're in the heart of South Beach, and that changes the whole dynamic. And I I would imagine that definitely lends to changing the decision of many people to, Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to go simply because it's in that location. That is the heart of Miami beach and South Beach one of the greatest cities on the planet.
1: Yeah, it's great. And you know, the, I think the biggest thing that we always saw in the convention center too is, you know, people didn't mind hanging out, you know, they they don't mind staying there because it's, it's not hot and it's not raining and it's not, you know, you don't have any of those issues to deal with and people can just relax and have a good time. And, and uh, you know it's it's always a home run in the convention
0: center. That's fantastic, that's great to hear. So you'll be gearing up for that one. And then so now, being the middle of November for the sake of conversation, what is, what is this period like for you getting close to the end of 2021, getting ready for 2022, along with the backlog, et cetera. What else do you do at this time of the year, Ken?
1: Yeah, basically, it's just a continuation. We know we got year end coming up, but you know, it's continuing to, to concentrate on not only the new models that were coming up and what we're trying to debut in the future, but also just keeping an eye on supply chain issues, labor. You know, It's been a different ballgame for the last couple of years with the pandemic. And uh, we spend probably more time now with uh, supply chain issues than anything else with the business, just making sure we get the right product at the right time.
0: And you, I remember, I think it's worth bringing up again, because it lends to the genius of you and Intrepid, is there was something that we discussed in July that you had done. So as to not, I'm saying not 100%, but to a certain extent, mitigate the problems with the supply chain potential issues that you saw coming.
1: Yeah, there was a few different things. I think one of them, one of the biggest lessons that I learned from the pandemic is to You know that old saying about you know not having all your eggs in one basket and and we did for the longest time and you know i think what we learned what to do is was diversify and and you have to do that but you have to do that without compromising quality so that was the biggest thing is making sure that we could find other partners that could create product just as high quality as what we're accustomed to and though that was a lot of work really had some payoff and i think The other part of that was just having some real grown-up decisions with other uh, vendors and saying, look, I understand that there's limited capabilities because of the materials that you're being dealt with as well, but, you know, you really need to look at who's a consistent, good customer to you, and that's us, and, you know, I think making that extra effort to make sure that we stay in business by supplying us with what we need behooves both parties and and that was something that we had to do with you know many different vendors and it all comes down to relationships you know uh, we pay our bills bills early nobody ever asks us to, to, to make a payment on anything um, we're good customers so vendors like doing business with good customers
0: and good people just like everyone that you work with and everyone in the intrepid nation good people for sure right for sure goes a long way one of uh, one of the things i love most about Dwayne johnson being basically the biggest movie star on the planet whatever is he always sticks to this core uh, saying or philosophy that is just just be kind to people and that really is uh, it's so true if you just yeah. if you hold that true in anything and everything that you do now, I will let you get going shortly, my friend. I know how busy you are. What is it that you're most excited about going into 2022? And also, to preface that, with respect to what a remarkable moment, Ken. I mean, a year and a half ago, you had this moment of, oh my, my industry may literally, you know, who knows what's gonna happen, right? Everything stops. And then, fast forward 18 months, 18 30-day periods, and you you have one of the most fantastic partners now on the planet with Marine Max. you have a 122 million dollar backlog. So when you take a step back and you reflect on this very significant moment in time as you head into 2022, how do you feel and what's your optimistic incredible outlook for 2022? And I'll let you take it from there.
1: Yeah, I think you know looking at 2022, First and foremost, it'll be with our new partners. You know, we're excited about this new relationship. We're, we're literally just weeks into it. Um, and, you know, we're going to see where it takes us. They're a great group. They're going to lo- allow us to do what we do and, and without interference, allow us to run the business the way that it's always been run. And just looking at what that capital injection, what that means to us and how we use it the right way. You know, because the other part of it is they made an investment, a large investment with our company and at the same time, for them to invest capital, we have to make sure that we show them that we do the right thing with it. So that's probably the biggest thing looking into 2022 is to ensure that we use the money the right way, responsibly to be able to grow the innovation of our company. And that's a, that's a tall task, but it's one we're excited about and looking forward to do.
0: It's a challenge, right? It's an additional challenge to innovate and inspire and, and grow and elevate, right?
1: Yeah, there's something about being an artist and somebody giving you, you know, fresh canvas and fresh paint and fresh paint brushes and saying, you know, have at it, you know, so we're, we're all really excited.
0: I can hear in your voice. I can. So I, I'm I'm so thrilled for you. And Ken, thank you so much for taking the time. Is there anything that I didn't ask that I should have or that we didn't touch upon within this way too quick 30 minutes that we had?
1: No, actually, biggest thing was making sure that everybody knows how thankful we are for them coming out to the boat show. Their continued support, you know, with being in the Intrepid Nation and getting everybody stoked and fired up for uh, Miami Boat Show at the Convention Center in February. So we're ready to rock.
0: Ken Clinton, Intrepid Power Boats, IntrepidPowerBoats dot com. One of a kind. One at a time. Thank you, as always, for your time, my friend. I can't express to you how much I appreciate it and as well as knowing you and working with you and also being inspired by you every day. So thank you for kicking ass, my friend.
1: No, thanks, Jed. We appreciate the fact that you have your interest in intrepid and intrepid in what we do here, brother.